Hey, everybody, and welcome to the Billboard.com Pop Shop Podcast. My name is Keith Caulfield, and I am the co-director of charts at Billboard. Um, joining me, as always, is Billboard.com senior editor, Katie Atkinson. Oh, hi there, Keith. Hello, Katie. How's it going? I am uh, uh, swinderful. I'm like, where's this word going? It's, I'm swonderful. <laughs> it's wonderful. It's wonderful. <laughs> it's fabulous. It's marvelous. Is that how? No. I don't remember. I think, I think it's wonderful. It's marvelous. We're just going to sing Cole Porter for you today. Sure. That's what, you, that's what you're expecting <laughs> that's what you're here for. from the Pop Shop On the podcast. Jazz Shop Podcast. <laughs> On the Jazz Shop Podcast. Well, the uh, Billboard Pop Shop Podcast is your one-stop shop for all things pop on Billboard's weekly charts. In addition, you can always count on a lively discussion about the week's big pop news, fun chart stats and stories, and guest interviews with music stars and folks from the world of pop. Today on the show, we've got news about the Academy of Country Music Awards, Calvin Harris's new star-studded single, and Victoria Beckham, a.k.a. Posh Spice, flirting with a carpool karaoke with James Corden. And we've got chart updates on Drake's More Life album, Luke Bryan, and Kendrick Lamar. It's a very well-rounded batch of chart Indeed, news there. whatever you like, it's covered today. Yeah. If, if <laughs> you like pop, you like country, you like you know hip-hop, we've got it for you. You gotcha. Uh, plus, Katie. Well, our guest this week is Little Mix. We caught up with the British girl group in L.A. when they were in town for Ariana Grande's Dangerous Woman Tour. We talked all about what the tour has been like so far, plus their new music video with Machine Gun Kelly that just came out last week, their massive win and performance at the Brit Awards, their own headlining tour coming up in Europe, and much, much more. Ooh la la. Little mix. Little mix. Katie's officially a mixer now. I'm a mixer. It's official. Ah. I'm I'm, I'm kind of super jealous that you got to go talk to Little Mix. <laughs> I mean, you were in the UK and they were here. That seems unfair too. Like <laughs> there, there's there's a there's a irony. Ir- ir- an irony there. There's an irony. Sweet sweet irony. <laughs> um, but first, before we get started, if you enjoy the podcast, subscribe to the show on iTunes so you won't miss an episode, and give us a rating or review while you're at it. If you have any questions for us, feel free to tweet us at Keith underscore Caulfield or KT Atkinson, and. If you want to explore more podcasts from Billboard, visit iTunes.com slash Billboard Podcasts. Well. Yeah, well. Let us, let's hit some, some big headlines, shall we? Please. Three of the biggest over on Billboard.com this week. Um, at Sunday's ACM Awards, Country Went Pop when Florida Georgia Line teamed up with the Backstreet Boys. Everybody. For their duet, God, Your Mama, and Me. No, not everybody. <laughs> not every. Well, yeah. wait, wait one moment. But wait, okay. Oh. But wait. But Las Vegas really turned up when they joined forces on BSB's mega hit, Everybody, Backstreet's Back, complete right. with the classic choreography from the music video. Oh, okay. Does that, so, so wait, does it, hold on, before we move on, does that yes. mean just Florida Georgia, I didn't see the show, does that mean Florida Georgia Line, like, danced? Oh, yeah. They <gasps> did the full on, you know, like, the, like, like, the like kind of, like, thriller, thriller 2.0 monster choreography. Match. Yes. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, um, and it seriously was, like, you know how all the country shows frequently try to bring pop acts in and it just and doesn't work over. Or sometimes it, doesn't, it works. doesn't always work yeah. this one was so successful um and actually there's a great article by our colleague andrew unterberger on billboard.com about why it was such a home run why it worked so well and he talked about like you know a lot of people in the audience who are now country's stars were you know within the frame of like Five to 25 when the Backstreet Boys were massive. Mm. And so they were there for that cultural phenomenon, even if they weren't like 
you know, they're strictly pop fans. It's like you couldn't avoid it. Kind of in a way uh, where it didn't seem completely out of character for Lionel Richie to do his Tuskegee album and have, you know, because he... People, a lot of people grew up on his music, and mm-hmm. he had kind of that heritage in a way. So, yeah, no, cool. it makes sense. And um, uh, you know, obviously, the ACM Awards are also in Vegas, which is where Backstreet has their new residency. So it all just kind of made sense. Perfect, perfect sense. Yes, indeed. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, I know we did an article earlier about how God Your Mama and Me uh was Backstreet Boys' first uh, appearance on the Hot 100 for a decade. Yeah. Um, So what's going on with uh, the song on the charts these days? Well, it's not on the Hot 100 anymore, at least at the moment. Not right now. Not right now. But um, it could always return next week after we see the impact from the ACM Awards. That said, over on the Country Songs chart... Uh, the Hot Country Songs chart, the song actually rises 16 to 15, and it could jump even higher next week um, with the impact from the award show. So stay tuned. Mm, indeed. Mm. And um, speaking of possible radio hits, just when Slide seemed like Calvin Harris's possible contender for Song of the Summer, the EDM superstar recruited Ariana Grande, Pharrell, and Young Thug for yet another sunny pop anthem called Heat Stroke. The song's super disco. It's got shades of Pharrell's work with Daft Punk mixed with the pure pop of Justin Timberlake's Can't Stop the Feeling, but a little cooler than that. Sorry, Justin. You know I love you. Coming from you. Yeah. You know, I'm not not throwing shade at Justin ever, but this is a is a very cool use of like disco slash pop and, and such a cool group of people all together. Mm-hmm. Have you given it a listen yet? I have, and I, my comment is, yes. <laughs> um, I, I love... Four I, yes. <laughs> I give it four. Yes, um, I love. I, I think it's 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 one of those. It's it's an interesting song where the combination of kind of like the weirdness of Young Thug, and mm-hmm. in, in terms of his his raps and his like his his delivery is just so unique. Yeah, combined with the smoothness of Pharrell's uh, harmonizing, mm-hmm. and then Ariana comes in for like the sweet super catchy like disco chorus with like a really fun springy bass line i'm like it seems like a very song of the summer contender and you never would have guessed that it was calvin like if you'd heard it no. lined and it almost to me sounds like calvin doing a pharrell song yeah. it's like he channeled pharrell and i can I'm, see that i'm okay with that um <laughs> you know <laughs> the one thing i have to say about the song is that uh i've been listening to slide on repeat since it came out so now i'll be able to like interject this one too so i can like alternate one every other time so i don't have to listen to slide like 10 times in a row okay i'll just throw heat stroke in there too sure so yeah calvin you've got me okay um and finally late last week we possibly got as close to a spice girls carpool karaoke as we're ever going to get when Victoria Beckham appeared on the Late Late Show with James Corden to promote her upcoming clothing line for Target with a spoof of the 80s movie Mannequin. Her Mannequin Adventures with James included a car sing-along to Spice Up Your Life. I love that they chose that song, too. Like, sure. It was, it was great. And the show teased the moment with a clip the day before, leading lots of fans to hope that a full color full karaoke with Posh was on the way, but not this time. Uh, do you think that there will ever be a Spice Girls carpool karaoke, maybe for charity or something, Keith? Uh, well, um, first, who doesn't love Mannequin? <laughs> of course. Um, and, of course, it's smash hit single, uh, Nothing's Gonna Stop Us Now from Starship. Indeed. Um, but to actually answer your question, um, since Victoria Beckham has been pretty firm on no further reunions of the Spice Girls, 
Um, and uh, Melanie Chisholm, a.k.a. Sporty Spice, a.k.a. Melanie C., a.k.a. Mel C., um, has joined her on that front. I'm thinking, no, that it probably won't happen. Um, but never say never. Uh, the five some reunited uh, back in 2012 for the closing ceremony of the Olympics. But, of course, that was the Olympics. So it will probably take a pretty big event to get them all back together. I don't know what that event could possibly be. Right. It will not just be a reunion tour. Yeah. I mean, because Victoria Beckham doesn't need the money. Yeah. Um, I mean, frankly, I don't think any of them probably need the money. Seriously. Um, but Victoria's busy with her fashion line. I think... I think it would have to be something super creative. Like it'd have to be like a really big award. It'd have to be like like a Brit award or something like a really big thing. And I just don't know what that would be to get them all together again. Well, and what came to my mind was Red Nose Day, which is a huge charity event in the UK that's also come here now as yeah. well, but started in the UK. And there was just a really fun carpool karaoke with um, three of the members of Take That. There used to be the five. three members yeah. of Take That. Um, and, you know... Even even Red Nose Day couldn't get Robbie and Jason in the car. So, you know, who knows if we'll ever see Spice Girls all together. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, well, let's uh, run the Billboard chart numbers and do the chart chat. Here are three of the biggest headlines on the charts. Number one, Drake's More Life continues to do blockbuster streaming business and remains at number one on the Billboard 200 chart for a second week. Number two, Luke Bryan scores an amazing sixth Number one on the country airplay chart from his album, Kill the Lights. That makes it the first album to score six number ones on this chart ever. And number three, Kendrick Lamar is back on the charts with his new single, Humble, which is likely, uh, which is a likely preview of a new album that could arrive on April 7th. So let's break down each of these individually uh, because I'm sure your interest is piqued. Um, first up, Drake is still number one on the Billboard 200 Albums chart with More Life, and it earned the second biggest streaming week ever for an album. Who has the record? Why, More Life, of course, when it debuted at number one a week ago. Uh, More Life earned 226,000 equivalent album units in its second tracking week, the March ending, uh, the March ending week 30, <laughs> the week ending March 30th. Um, that's a decline of 55% compared to its debut of 505,000 units. Notably, More Life collected 169,000 streaming equivalent album units in its second week. That's the second biggest streaming week ever for an album, um, and that actually equals 253.5 million streams of the songs from the album, and that's just in the U.S., just in one week. Um, and each streaming unit, because we talk about these you know, 169,000 streaming units, whatever, that actually equals one unit of those actually equals 1,500 streams of songs from an album. So a lot of numbers, lots of math, but I always I try to explain this each time because there could be someone tuning in for the very first time that has no idea what I'm talking Hi. about. Hi. Thanks for joining us. Hi. Oh, welcome to the room. <laughs> Do you hear those doors and clanging? That's all the people walking through this room right now. We're in a different space, by the way. So that's if, if you're wondering what all those sounds are, we're in a different space. Um, the only bigger streaming week for an album was actually More Life's debut frame with 257,000 streaming equivalent album units, or, wait for it, 384.8 million streams of songs from the album. So that means if you take that 380-something and 250, it's like 500, 600, over 600 million streams of yeah. songs from the album just in America yeah. in like two weeks. Yeah. 
which is nuts. Um, ha- have have you streamed the album a couple times yet, Katie? Once. Once. But that's the whole album front to back. I've probably streamed specifically Passion Fruit like 30 times. Is that, Maybe more. Is that the one with, uh, is it Georgia? Georgia? There's, I don't think there's a feature on that one. Okay. At all. There's another But that's a super obviously poppy track. Oh, yeah. Yeah, okay. It's funny because, um, uh, you know, they've been playing Drake's Fake Love a lot lately, which is not from More Life. It's from months ago, standalone track. And they just like picked it up on pop radio, but then Passion Fruit was like instant. It was like the day after More Life came out, Passion Fruit was on was on pop radio immediately. Pretty sure Fake Love is on More Life. Oh, is it added on? Okay, it's been out it's for been, like, Oh, it's been out. I should say it's been out for months and months. But, but it's on the album. Okay, But it's it. been out for months, Sorry. yes. Yeah. It didn't originate there or, you know, whatever. Yeah. So, but yeah, it's, it just seemed like kind of a weird thing, like that that took a while to like really get there. But then I love Passion Fruit, though. It's my new jam. It's a whole new world. There are no rules. Anything can be done. Indeed. Yeah. Um, up next, Luke Bryan uh, makes history on the country airplay chart as fast becomes the record-breaking sixth number one from his album, Kill the Lights. Um, The album was actually released in August of 2015. You know, just back in 2015. Mm. That's a year and a half. Yes. Anyway, um, three albums had previously generated five number ones on this chart. Uh, Luke's own Crash My Party, Brad Paisley's Fifth Gear, and Blake Shelton's Based on a True Story. And here's a pretty fantastic thing. You can listen to Luke himself talking about this achievement and more with our country charts manager, Jim Asker, on the Chartbeat podcast, which we'll be posting on April 6th. Uh, so make sure you check out the Chartbeat podcast. What a good get, Luke. I know. That's awesome. I know. I was I, when uh, when uh, Gary and Jim and uh, the other folks told me that this was happening. I was like, "What the nice coup, you guys?" I'm gonna hit them up. About, I'm gonna need a .dot com article about that yeah, too. Scoopage. <laughs> um, uh, did you see? Did, did Luke perform fast on the ACM? Since I, I, I told you earlier, I didn't see the show. Uh, yes, he did. Oh, um, it's a great song. It's slow. But his performance of it was amazing. Fast is slow. Fast is slow, guys, by the way. <laughs> how, how was he? Because he co-hosted the show. How was he as a co-host? Oh, he's always, you know, goofy and fun. He's car- goofy and charming. It's and... like the, their whole shtick, him and Dirks just pretend they're dumber than they are. Yeah. <laughs> it's like they're just dumb and cute the whole time. <laughs> Dirk, Dirk, Dirks is actually a hoot to talk to. Like, oh, yeah. When I, they I, both are really, yeah. like, fun personalities. Uh, finally, Kendrick Lamar is back on the charts with his uh, two new songs, uh, The Heart Part 4 and Humble, uh, the former debuts at number 22 on the Billboard Hot 100, while the latter, which only came out last Thursday, debuts at number one on the Billboard plus Twitter Top Tracks chart. It actually bumps the Heart Part 4 out of the number one position because it debuted atop the list the previous week. Um, uh, Katie, all this new music from Kendrick and a pretty striking video for Humble, too, by the way. Um, I think, I'm assuming, this is leading up to a new album, possibly on Friday, right? That's the word. We could be seeing it Thursday at midnight, as uh, they say. Or, you know, I don't know what everyone calls it. It's so awkward. Friday at 12.01 (laughs) a.m. Yeah, fri- <laughs> Friday at 12.01 a.m. Eastern Time right. or 9.01 p.m. Pacific Time. But yes, that is the word. And uh, I have to say, Kendrick fans are probably pretty pumped that, like, you know, no new music for quite some time. And then all of a sudden, a song a week leading up to a full project. Uh, yeah. Oh, and uh, by the way, you didn't mention 
Now, now that we've gone through all the chart chat, yeah. uh, who's number one in the Hot 100 this week? Oh, yeah. I mean, it's, it's funny. Like, you know, we, we talk about the, the charts every week, but sometimes we don't talk about number one because, you know, when the, num- when the number one has been number one for so long, it gets a little bit, you know. Well, then I guess I know who's number one. Yeah, it's Ed Sheeran, <laughs> uh, Shape of You, which actually notches a tenth week at number one on the Billboard Hot 100. Will anything stop it? Well, maybe Harry Styles in the next week or two um, with his new song, Sign of the Times, which I'm assuming is not a cover of Prince. 12.01 a.m. Friday. <laughs> which which arrives on Friday, April 7th. So we shall see. Um, I don't think that that will impact next week's Hot 100 because next week's Hot 100, the streaming and sales week starts on Friday. Friday. Yeah, it'll be the week after. Unless he drops it early, you know, or it leaks or whatever. Anything could happen over the next three days. Yeah, well, it, it could it could debut on, yeah, unless it leaks. Or it could just debut next week just from airplay over mm-hmm. the weekend, which seems unlikely. So who knows? Maybe this could be like a Zayn pillow talk type thing where it debuts at number one. I mean, everyone was so interested in what Zane's sound was. And I feel like you, that interest is like times 100 for what Harry's solo sound is going to be. So we'll see. We'll see. Yep. Well, is it time for Little Mix? Mixer. Take, <laughs> take it away, number one mixer, Katie. Let's do it. Um, so I caught up with Little Mix poolside, poolside in Los Angeles last week when they were in town for their two Dangerous Woman tour stops, in one in Anaheim and one in Inglewood at the Forum. Um, it was quite the scene on the rooftop of their hotel because their moms had flown in to see the shows in L.A. So they were surrounded by family at the pool. And um, I felt bad taking them away from their moms for a few minutes because I'm sure they don't get enough time with them. But uh, we talked all about how the tour has been going so far, plus their own headlining tour coming up in Europe. Then there's the amazing Coyote Ugly-inspired video for No More Sad Songs with MGK, which just came out last week. And their big high-production opening number from the Brits in February. And so much more. So here is our chat with Little Mix. Uh, hello to Little Mix, and welcome to the Billboard Pop Shop Podcast. Woo, thank you. Uh, since there are four of you, could you each maybe tell us your name and say hello so we get to hear each of your voices? Hello, everybody. I'm Perry. <laughs> Hi, everyone. I'm Leanne. I'm Jessie. Hello, I'm Jade. And we're Little Mix. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Um, so we're chatting here in Los Angeles, actually poolside, which is appropriate. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're here because you're currently touring with Ariana Grande, and you're performing in Anaheim and in Los Angeles. <laughs> Bless you. <laughs> um, can you talk a little bit about what the tour has been like so far since it's been, you know, a, over a month now for you guys out on the road with her? Yeah, it's been amazing, hasn't it? We've yeah. been on the road now for about two and a half months. Um, and yeah, we've just been loving it. It's been an amazing opportunity for us, obviously, to perform like alongside Ariana. And she's so lovely as well. I think we're all a little bit homesick now because we've been on the road for so long. But um, it's been the most amazing experience. We're so happy we've got to do it. And you have your moms here with you today. So at least a little bit of home is here. It's the best thing in the world. We miss (laughs) them a lot. I'm sure. Yeah, um, they are living it up beside the pool. I'm so jealous. No, we're working all day and they're just chilling by the pool, <laughs> rick, racking up our bills in our rooms with cocktails. Something's yeah. wrong here. <laughs> <laughs> um, it feels very appropriate to have an all-lady lineup for the Dangerous Woman tour. Um, are you getting a lot of love from the Ariana Grande fans so far, too? Mm. Oh, they're in- she has the most incredible fans. They're very supportive. And a lot of the time, we see like Little Mix t-shirts and Little Mix banners, which makes us feel very special. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's great. And we love that. Ariana's got a girl power tour going on. Feels amazing. And Victoria, she's so gorgeous as well. So we are just loving life with all the girlies. It's brilliant. 
And, um, you know, we were just talking about uh, back home in the UK. What have you found to be kind of the biggest differences between touring back at home and he- touring here in America? Well, I'll go on, oh, Sorry. No, one, I feel like, obviously, over here, we miss everyone so much. So, right. obviously, you get homesick bad. But um, one thing we love is the fact that fans over here are so crazy, like, in the most incredible way possible. You guys just give us everything, like, complete American life fans on stage. are wild. Oh, yeah. my gosh. It's amazing. So, yeah. Good. Did you have an answer too, Jesse? Um, I've, I didn't. I've forgotten it. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> um, also speaking of the UK, you guys had a huge win at the Brit Awards when shout out to my ex mm. won for a British single. Um, and you were up against some serious competition. How pumped were you when they called your name? Oh God, I still don't think we can believe we actually won a Brit Award. Yeah, it's crazy. Like, it's mental. Very surreal. Yeah, we kind of like psyched ourselves into like being having a good reaction if we didn't win because we didn't think we would. So when we did, we were just all like in shock and it took us like a year to get the podium to pick up the award. But yeah, I think it's like, yeah, six years we've been together now. So to finally get a Brit award was like a massive sort of recognition of how good our music is and to be appreciated as not only like a pop group, but as a girl band as well. So it was a big deal for us. And before that, you had like an absolutely massive performance on the Brit stage. Um, for the American listeners who maybe missed the show, you can watch it on YouTube now, and it's it was just such a huge production. What were rehearsals like for that? Oh, my goodness, the worst ever, <laughs> to yeah. be totally honest with you. Um, yeah, we started rehearsals. We didn't have the music, um, so nothing was going right. And obviously, we were over in America, still touring with Ariana, so right. trying to fit in rehearsal time. And then when we got to the UK, I don't know what happened, but it just magically kind of all morphed together. And it was one of our favorite performances. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think we're very proud of that performance. But yeah, it was it amazing. Was incredible. I mean, like Thank I think you. people even who loved you already like loved you a little more. Like you guys sounded great. It was just so huge. Thank you. And yeah, it was great. Thanks. Um, your latest album, Glory Days, came out late last year, and you're currently promoting the third single from the album, No More Sad Songs, featuring Machine Gun Kelly. Uh, the video is so great. Thank it is you. out now. Uh, filmed at a country bar with line dancing and cowboys. How did that idea all come together? It was a bit random, really, because, um, well, the director for the video, he suggested the whole um, coyote ugly thing. And at first, we were like, this really doesn't go with no more sad songs. But then when we actually did the shoot, it's like quite refreshing, isn't yeah. it? Because it's not what you'd expect when you watch it. So, yeah, we're really glad that he came up with that. Where um, did you guys shoot that? Nashville. Oh, perfect. Mm. Yeah. That's where you have yeah, to shoot Yeah, it was that. the perfect place to do that. And yeah. I think it's one of our favourite videos. Yeah. Amazing. It's just, I think it ticks every box. Like, it's fun, it's a bit saucy, and uh, we look good and we feel good in it. Yeah. So, yeah, I think it's a good in. And what has the fan response been so far? I yeah, feel like I've seen a lot it, of fan yeah, response. Yeah. Yeah. I think that, yeah, they really, really love it. I think a lot of them were like, oh, I would never have put you guys in a country saloon bar. Like, yeah. but then I think. I like the contrast, though. So I think it's, it's cool. It's wicked, yeah. yeah. Like, it's, it, you wouldn't expect it, like Jade said, so. Had you guys met MGK before you filmed the video, or was that your first time oh, meeting? That was our first time oh, wow. meeting him. He's so lovely, though. He's really sweet. Nice lad. Yeah. <laughs> His little girl's a fan, so it's really Aww. cute. She's gorgeous. His little girl. She's so She's cute. So cute. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. You guys are going to have to perform that with him for sure somewhere. Yeah, I would love that. I'd love to. Um, so you performed another Glory Days single recently, Touch, on James Corden. Mm. Uh, what was it like? Reuniting with a countryman, James Corden. So much fun. We love James. He's such a hoot. Um, But yeah, it was amazing. The performance went really well. The little sketch we did with him was fun. It was just a really good day, wasn't it? Mm -hmm. Nice. (laughs) 
And I feel like I have to bring up the amazing cover you guys did of Rihanna's Love on the Brain. Oh, thank you. Oh, my God. Obviously, you're Rihanna fans, but the harmonies you added to that song were just incredible. Um, Why did you choose that song to cover? Do you know what? We are obsessed with that song. Lee was the one who introduced us because obviously Leanne's the biggest Rihanna fan ever. (laughs) So she introduced us to it. And then we've just been obsessed with it. And we play it 24-7. And we were like, we should just cover this. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. It was great. And actually... um, uh, I was talking with Mike before the interview. Uh, when you met up with Everett in the Billboard office in New York and you guys were playing kazoos, yeah, yeah. <laughs> when, when he started playing Love on the Brain, you guys got it like immediately. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it was like, uh, yeah, we know what song that is. Oh, yeah. um, so you guys are not slowing down at all after the Dangerous Woman Tour ends. You're kicking off your own tour on May 21st in Europe. And uh, you'll start at home in the UK and then you head to Australia in July. Yeah. Uh, hopefully you have like a short break between all this. I think have like a, a tiny little one, but you know, mm-hmm. we're having so much fun. Like touring's our most favourite thing ever to yeah. do. Mm-hmm. So we're really excited for this year, like to be touring the world with our own tour. It's just incredible. So yeah, we're not, we're not fussed. <laughs> <laughs> when you do get those breaks though, what do you, like what's, what's, what do you need to do? Like, oh, nothing. Just chill and do chill. nothing. Yeah. Yeah. Like just take a break, see mm-hmm. our loved ones, see Has anyone actually planned anything for the 10 days when we get back? No, I've got my no, brother's no, wedding. I don't dogs. want plans. Do nothing. Gonna... I don't want to set an alarm. I don't want to do anything. <laughs> exactly. Did you say you got your my brother's wedding? Oh, yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, it happens wow. to be like right. Well, they that. booked it. No one had time off. Oh, that's <laughs> oh, nice. so it revolves around me. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, it's nice to get to see my family. So yeah. be good. That's awesome. Like a family reunion <laughs> yeah. for special for you. Lovely. Um, and I know you guys are obviously in the thick of promoting Glory Days. Um, but are you kind of always thinking about new music? Yeah. Yeah. Time. I think we're really excited. We've actually got a writing camp going on at the moment. Yeah. So obviously, we haven't got any time at the moment to write. Um, so yeah, it's exciting. We're excited to hear what songs we're going to get back. Yeah. But we've given loads of ideas of what we want and concepts and stuff. So yeah, we're really excited. Do you guys just kind of jot down like lyrics and and concepts? And yeah. Yeah. All yeah. the time. Always, all the time. Yeah. There's always something new happening in the camp as well. Like, I mean, something yeah. will happen and that will be inspiration to write something. Yeah. So. so then, but you're still a ways off from actually like getting in and recording anything. This is just like all idea process right now. Yeah. 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 Um, man, I really appreciate you guys doing this, especially since you are so busy and, you know, your moms are here and everything. Oh, thank Thanks for taking the time out for Billboard. We really appreciate it. Um, and yeah, thank you and good luck with thank all you. the touring. Thank you. Thank you so much to Little Mix, like I said, for taking some time out of family time and uh, and talking with us. Um, you know, they are just so much fun, and I'm like on the edge of my seat waiting for them to have like the big U.S. breakthrough single that they deserve. Did they, did they did they serve you like uh, like uh, you know beverages or anything? Or did... I did help Jade pick out the lunch she wanted to order <gasps> at the pool. Is it, 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 wow, that's there was a little menu on the table where we did the interview. That's man, man, this is what I miss. Um, okay, well, now it is time for the chart stat of the week. <laughs> 30 years ago this week, a song that we mentioned earlier in the show, Starship's Nothing's Gonna Stop Us Now, hit number one on the Billboard Hot 100 chart. Look at that. What a quinky dink. Um, The track topped the list on April 4th, 1987, and spent a total of two weeks at number one. It was the second of... No, it was the third of three number ones for Starship, following We Built This City in 1985 and Sarah in 1986. Man, those songs are catchy. Um, Also, it was the first 
number one song for the mega successful songwriter Diane Warren. Wow, I did not know that. You that is kn- trivia. That's good trivia. You didn't know she wrote that? Well, I didn't know it was her first number one. Yeah, it was first number that's one. That's great trivia. Um, Warren would go on to write such number ones as Chicago's Look Away, Celine Dion's Because You Loved Me, and Tony Braxton's Unbreak My Heart, and more. She wrote and more number much, ones. much, much more. Uh, bonus fun fact. Nothing's Gonna Stop Us Now garnered Warren her first Academy Award nomination. Yes, indeed, Mannequin got a <laughs> Academy Award Oscar nomination. nominated movie, Mannequin. Uh, it was nominated for Best Original Song, and Diane has earned a total of eight Oscar nominations, uh, most recently with uh, Till It Happens to You mm-hmm. uh, with Lady, Lady Gaga, Gaga mm-hmm. from uh, The Hunting Ground. Hunting Grounds. Yep, that's it. That's totally it. <laughs> <laughs> we'll edit that out if it's not right. <laughs> but for now, that's totally it's it. It's totally true. Uh, so there you have it. 30 years ago this week, we built a dream together and we stood strong together. Nothing's gonna stop us now. Hit number one on the Billboard Hot 100 charts. <laughs> we did not plan that out, but that worked out well. Um. All right. So we've reached the end of the shoe. Oh, no. Um. Any parting words, Katie? goodness <laughs> what a fun show a little mix yeah a little mix look at that <laughs> um so no no parting words all right I so guess I, that, those are my parting, those are your parting those words are my parting words uh what song should we go out on that's a great question is there another diane warren mega hit that we should choose oh gee i don't know um shares uh if i could turn back time uh, Bl- blame it on the rain by millie vanilli shares if i could turn back time is the one oh well i mean Oh, I can't even do it right. (laughs) We'll see you guys next week. Bye.